Welcome to the Josh Cast. I'm your host, Josh. I want to talk about a few things that's on my heart. Information, encouragement, and comedy. Information is liberating. Encouragement is hope. Comedy is medicine. Let's dive right in and explore all three topics. Well, today I would like to talk about the Buffalo shooting. For my topic, I want to talk about the Buffalo shooting. I want to start off with a quote by the late Malcolm X. This is a quote that he said several years ago about the media. I believe that is a quote that it is very timeless even for today. Malcolm X said, the media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that's power. Because they control the mind of the masses. I want to say that quote again. The media's most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that's power because they control the mind of the masses. On last week, a massacre, a murder, an assassination happened of last week. In the state of New York City. But in the place of Buffalo, New York. I have been trying to just reflect and think about what I was going to say and how I was going to put it together and how I was going to just address this tragedy. One of the things that. I want my listeners to understand is that I created the Josh cast not to rant, to be controversial or to be an attention seeker. I created this platform because I wanted to address things that was bothering me, things I wanted to inform people, things I wanted to share and things I just wanted my listeners to just Hear out because we live in a time where 
people are hated for their different opinions. If you say something that someone doesn't like, they go on social media and bash you and start a war. And I believe that we should all sit down and have a conversation. Some conversations are are easy to have. Other conversations are hard to have. But I believe that we need to talk about assassinations that have been going on in history. We need to talk about the assassinations that have been going on in the year 2020. There is something toxic that is going on in this society. It is something that is unfair that is going on. What we see in our time of today is murder going on by terrorists, but it's not in third world countries, but it is in these dis United States. Because I don't believe that we are in the United States because all the different states have all this tension and evil going on. And there's no possible way that we can be united with all this hatred and racism that is going on in the the time of today. It amazes me how 50 years ago, 60 years ago, Dr. King, Malcolm X, W.E.B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, Adam Clayton Powell, John Lewis, C.T. Vivian, Ralph Abernathy, Shirley Tism, Rosa Parks, all dealt with intense racism in the state of Alabama, in the state of Georgia, and all the southern states, they dealt with that issue. But it amazes me how years later now, we are pre, we are still in a COVID, we're still, still in, you know, high racial tension and high calamity and high tension and anger like we are 50 years ago. It is easy for someone to say, oh, you know, you're just being dramatic or oh, you're just trying to just say something that's not true. But what I've realized is racism is like a new Cadillac. They bring out a new model every year. I want to say it again. Racism is like a new Cadillac. They bring out a new model every year. No matter whether we are in the times of slavery or whether we're in the times of the civil rights movement after, well, actually it was civil, slavery, then, then, then civil war, then after civil war, then civil rights movement, then after civil rights movement is the 70s of Vietnam War and Black Panther movement. Every single moment of history has shown us that racism still exists. It just has a new name. When we look at our time, we are reflecting the racial tension that is going on. And I'm not making this podcast to bash white people. But what I want to do is that we have to address the issues that is going on. We have to address the problems that is happening in our world. We cannot sit here and act like things are beautiful. No. When we have police killing black men and they're being recorded on social media and on a camera and they don't stop, I have a problem with that. When we have young, innocent black men like Ahmaud Aubrey running and someone just decides to kill them just because they want to jog. Or you have police who kill Breonna Taylor, a black woman in her home. Or you have young men who are always being targeted by white police officers. I have a problem with that. 
And what bothers me is that when we see white America killing black people, they find this excuse through their, their, their ignorant white privilege to say, oh, they had a problem. They had a mental problem. This was an issue. I have a problem with that. Because what if I decided, because I didn't like white people, I didn't decide, I decided to kill several white men and several white women because I didn't like their race. I would be killed by police officers. I would be murdered by the police. I wouldn't even get a trial, anything. Why? Because this country has been designed to terrorize and destroy black people. I remember one time somebody told me, oh, you know, I want to be a lawyer to fight against the system and fix the system. I said, but you can't fix a system that was designed to destroy you. You see, this is not a broken system of racism. This is a well-oiled, well-thought-out, well-informed plan to destroy black people. And like I said, the media, because the media paints a picture of... Oh, you know, black people are horrible. They're innocent. And they're all oh, white people are innocent, which is a lie. We make it feel like terrorists are Islamic or Muslim or Arab or not from the United States. But I believe that the biggest terrorists are white people. I'm going to talk about that and we're going to keep it moving. When we look at racism that is going on in this country. We have to talk about what happened last week. So let us journey back to what happened. There was a suspect who arrived at a friendly market supermarket on Jefferson Avenue about 2.30 on a Saturday. He was heavily armed according to the Buffalo Police Commissioner. He had on a helmet. He had on a camera. He was live streaming what he was doing. Let's really look at that. This man had on a helmet and he had a camera to do what he was supposed to do. The suspect opened fire on the parking lot, shooting four people. Three, four of those people all died. Then this suspect, who was a white man, went inside the store and began shooting customers. He shot a police officer. He shot other people in this place. He began to walk through the store and began to kill many people. He surrendered and was transferred to the police headquarters. Now, my thing is this, right? How is it that you're in a supermarket, just shopping, just trying to grab groceries, maybe you want to pick up a sandwich, maybe you want to buy some vegetables or maybe buy some dinner to you to cook for your family, and someone begins to shoot and to murder everyone in sight. That's very wrong. There's no pretty picture to paint about this heinous Nasty, erroneous crime. There's no beautiful thing like, oh, it's okay. That is disturbing. 
that someone decided to think and assume that it was okay to put on military-like stuff, grab a gun, go inside of a store, and shoot people, and also shoot people in a parking lot. So what does that really mean? That means that person was ready to kill someone. That person decided to wake up and say, oh, I'm going to wake up and kill some black people. Oh, I'm going to ruin some lives. I'm going to go to a supermarket and destroy and kill and murder. That's the mentality of that white person that tried to kill those people. There were people, there were 13 people that person killed. 13 homes that will never be the same. 13 lives that will never see the next day. 13 families that have to look at 13 dead bodies that has to see the tears in their eyes. What about them? Because we're so quick to sit there and brush off that old murder happened. What would that what was that? What if that was your mother that got killed in the supermarket? What if that was your father that killed in the supermarket? How would you feel? Because I noticed something, because I'm, I'm grieving and still, you know, working through my things with the passing of my grandmother. And everybody's like, oh, it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. But how would you feel if that was your grandparent that died and you'll never see them again? How would you feel if you saw someone being murdered and you'll never see them again? You see, my heart grieves for those who, don't, for the, who, those who go through this kind of thing. How, you, how does a mother feel? When she tries the best that she can to do right by her son and raise him the best. And he's killed by a white police officer. And she has to go down to the morgue and ID her son's body. How would you feel to see that mother who birthed her son and now her son has to be bathed and cleaned and put a a suit on him and put him in a casket? How would you feel? If that was your son or that was your daughter being killed in the supermarket, you tell them, hey, go down to the supermarket and come back. And they never came back home. How would you feel? You see, these victims were destroyed and killed by someone who didn't care about them. The ages of these of these victims was from 20 to 85. How would you feel? And then the nerve of this crazy man is to live stream his attack on those people. Imagine this. Imagine you go on Twitter and you click and see this video of someone live streaming a murder. What do you say to those? What do you say to yourself? Wow, look at this. It looks like a video game. What do you say to yourself? Man, what is happening? If I saw that video... I would cry. Not because I am emotional. It's because my heart would break to see why would someone in your callous, evil, heartless, dark self would even live stream a murder like that. Why? Because you do not care. Ten people. I'm sorry. Thirteen people are all dead now because of this. What do we say to those families that, that, that's, that's dealing with this hurt? What do we say to people who've seen this in, in white America? It amazes me how you get to do whatever you want in life and don't receive any consequence. You get to kill innocent black people and don't receive a consequence. 
You get to walk around and do whatever you want and face no consequences because of white privilege. And that is something I have a problem with. Now, let's really even I want to go a step deeper. The attack at this Tops Friendly Market was in a black neighborhood. So when we look at this, this man decided to come out of his beautiful white home and come to the black neighborhood and kill black people. That's something that is very wrong. When we go back to 2015, when there was another racist white man who came and killed nine people at a church. I have a problem with that. Then in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, there was another white person who killed 11 people. And then there was a Walmart attack in 2019 where a man killed 20 people and he was white. There is something deeply wrong with the racism that is in America. I remember I was reading an article, and this is an article that has been cited. Adolf Hitler, who killed many Jews, millions of Jews. They asked him a question one time. They said, where did you learn racism? And when he answered this question, I had to stop and say, wow. He said, I learned racism from America. So this German dictator, this German murderer, this German evil person learned racism from America. So we see that this act of barbaric, animalistic attacks came from white supremacy. Because we sit here and we see all of this death and this attack, but it does not come just from out of the blue. This was even from the beginning of time. White supremacy has always been around, unfortunately. No matter how many people have discussed and talked about it, racism still exists. Now, many people don't like to say this, you know, now, you know, and a lot of white people say in ignorance, oh, racism doesn't. I have black friends and I have this and that. Just because you have a friend who's black does not mean you understand the plight of black life. And I want to say something to you, white people, just because you have friends who go to Starbucks with you, who go and spend time with you, does not mean you understand the life of black people. That's why for me, and I'm not trying to start trouble, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm very cautious of people who do interracial relationships, who do interracial marriage, because what I've noticed, what I've noticed, and I'm, and I'm being honest, I've had, I, what, what I've noticed is that when you have a white man who marries a white woman, who marries a black woman, he will marry her. And love her, but won't love her family or her friends 
or her culture. Why? Because he thinks that, oh, I'm white. I can just marry any black woman and I'll have a black card and I'll go to the cookout, eat some chicken and have some mac and cheese and, and eat some ribs and I'll be accepted by my, by my, by my mindset. And I'll tell my white friends as we're drinking and having fun. Yeah, I married a black woman to sound good at their functions. But we also see what? A black man marrying a white woman. Oh, if I marry a black or white woman, I'll be accepted by her people. And I'll have this and I'll have a better credit score. Have a, and that's ignorant. And, but you know what I realized? If white America loved black people so much because they act like they love us so much. If white people love black people so much, then why do we have slavery? Why is it that you loved black people when they shined your shoes? You loved black people when they were the when they were the house niggas in your house. You loved white black people when they were the field niggas cleaning up the field and picking cotton. You loved black people when they were the Uncle Toms and Coons that tried to act like they were you to be accepted by your race. You loved black people when you call us nigga and boy and little boy and little girl when we were grown men and grown women working for you. You loved it, but you didn't love us when slavery was over. You didn't love us when we took our freedom and walked to freedom. And took off the shackles of oppression and stood up to be free people. You didn't love us. So I don't want to hear this thing of, oh, I love the culture and I love your food and I love this and that. Don't love me just because I can play basketball, white America. Don't love me, white America, when I shoot, a, when I, when I shoot up people. Don't love me when I can rap a lyric and wear my pants sagging down. Don't love me when I try to be accepted by you. No, love me because I'm a black man. And I don't care if you don't love me. I love me. And that's what we need to do. Have a discussion about that. Because I'm tired of walking around thinking that, oh, you know, life is incredible. No, life comes with hard times. Life comes with hardships. And the thing that I don't understand is that how do we allow ourselves to assume and ignorantly think that racism does not exist? I don't care about I don't care what you think. You have to understand, my listeners, is that racism is here and things have to be taken into consideration. I don't know what's going to happen to... This man that killed all, all those 13 people. But what I do know is that justice needs to come. Justice needs to be needs to come to that state. Because let's really look at this. How would you feel like in 1963, Dr. King had to address Alabama when the four girls were murdered in 1963? Four girls were Killed in a church by a white man and a bomb. You see, we 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 understand that this is our this is a last tribute to these to these people because we enter a stage of history that has been very very disgusting. The curtain falls. 
We're moving through the exit. And life for these people have come to a close. These people, unoffended people, these innocent people, these beautiful people, were the victims of one of the most vicious and heinous crimes against humanity. I want to say these few statements. We must be concerned, not about who murdered them, but about the system and the way of life and the philosophy which produce these terrorists. I want to say that again. We must not be concerned about who murdered them, but the system and the way of life and the philosophy that produce these terrorists. We can't sit here and act like everything is okay. No. When death comes, it's not easy. Many people die. Kings die. Rich men die. Poor men die. Old people die. Young people die. Death comes to the innocent, but also comes to the guilty. There are no words to try to comfort these people. There are no words... To try to fix this. We have to understand something. We have to take an account. That life is more than what people try to portray in the media. We have to understand. That just because. A politician who is white. Goes to an HBCU. And smile in your pretty black face and say they love you and support you. Does not mean that he's going to make a law to, to castrate you. Just because a vice president says she's black and says she's an AKA and says she's a black woman. Does not mean that she did not make laws in the state that she was as a senator or a person that was in a lower political position to make laws to castrate and destroy black people. Just because we have a president who smiles in your face and is on TV after being elected after Trump smiles in your face, but in 1994 made a law and wrote a bill for the president of 1994 to make a bill to arrest black people and put them in jail. Don't get confused by that, saints. Don't get confused by that, people. Don't get confused about the white politicians who smile and say they're going to give opportunities and give things and all of that. And they just and they try to destroy you. Don't give me that. It amazes me how we have a baby formula shortage, but yet we don't want to provide help for those babies that are in need being birthed. But yet you want to make laws and make rules to, to, to murder babies, but yet say, oh, this is just the procedure to do a safe, to do a safe thing and all that. No, abortion is murder. Now, I know people get mad when I say stuff like that, but it amazes me how we have selfish white America who make these laws to tell black women to kill their babies. But yet you get to raise your nasty baby and they killing people in Buffalo, New York. I have a problem with that. Now, I know that some people may not like what I'm saying right now, and that's okay. It's okay that you might not like this. But you know what? The truth hurts. And you know what? This is the truth. You may not like it. You may not like it. But you know what? It is what it is. I want to thank you for listening. 
I want to thank you for listening. Those who may agree, who may disagree. And if you disagree, that's fine. We can all agree to disagree. Nothing wrong with that. I want to thank those who have took the time to really listen to my heart. Because I'm a concerned black man in America. I'm a concerned person in these disunited states. And I know that many people are trying to watch, you know, Fix News. I mean, Fox News, you know, because they fix the news for you to listen. Or, you know, CNN, you know, uh, colored news, narcissism, you know. You have all these different ones, you know, NBC, Negro colored uh, blacks, you know. People try to make news to make us look bad, but it's okay. I want you to know that racism is still existing. Like I said before, racism is like a new Cadillac. They bring out every new model each year. I want you to please subscribe. Please take the time to subscribe for new content. I'm going to be bringing out some new content. I haven't in a while because of, you know, I've been grieving and trying to, you know, get things done in my personal life. But I'll be back with new content coming out every week. Please stay on alert and up to date with the new content. Please listen to my other seasons of content before. It will definitely encourage you and inform you and also make you smile. And like we always say, on the Josh cast, you receive a gift that lasts. (laughs) 